Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Coffee Date. We often document our wins, but hardly take time to reflect on the setbacks and detours that life throws at us. We are in a unique time where everyone is forced to sit back and take stock. My guest today, Tsehu Mongake, takes us through her season of rebirth, where a lot of healing is taking place. Grab your cup of coffee and enjoy. Hi, Tsehu. Thank you for joining me. Hi, friend. <laughs> it's, uh, it's such a lovely um, pleasure to be with you on this platform. I wish um, we could have met like in different uh, under different circumstances but thank god thank god for technology right yes i mean technology is enabling so many things and this is one of the ways that people can connect um the lockdown has just um cut so many plans and changed so many plans we just have to adapt and just move on with the flow that's true so true Cool. Um. So, how how are you keeping? <laughs> I am fine under the circumstances. That's my standard answer. Under the circumstances, <laughs> I'm breathing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, how are things yeah. Inside? Yeah. I'm also <laughs> glad to be alive. <laughs> I mean, just like just complaining won't actually move me. Anyway, so I'm just like glad that I got to see today, taking taking it each day exactly. at a time. Exactly, yeah. that's all that matters. We'll somehow make it to be there beyond. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So to start things off, can we just start with an introduction about yourself? I know you, but the people listening don't. So who is Tim? Oh <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> like you want the whole like a biography <laughs> all of it all of it don't do anything unsaid oh my gosh um okay hi guys my name is I'm 31 years old I'm a Mutana woman <laughs> mother to um six-year-old lovely boy Oradile and um my background is in industrial psychology and um <laughs> uh yeah i'm 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 from rustenburg born and bred in i'm in i mean born in rustenburg but bred in mafikeng and now we're back um in rustenburg yes and um i met this awesome lady balisa at um Vitz. so yeah that's me in a nutshell <laughs> Well, that's a nice summary to it. And yes, we did meet at Varsity all those years ago. And now it's 2020. We are adults. And what a journey it's been. Right? What a journey. <laughs> yeah. And I'm happy that you're one of those friends that stuck. You know, you meet friends in Varsity and some of them are just there for that season. But you stuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually laughing because I, I remember a few months ago, I asked you a question like, why are you my friend? <laughs> Do you remember? And you were like, can I get back to you on that answer? Like, you're supposed to know that. <laughs> no, but it, it's just one of those things. Um, let me get back to you now, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So I always believe in, you know, people who are there to help each other grow and walk the journey, you know, with. Mm. And from you, I found that we were able to connect in that um, we were able to be vulnerable with each other and just, you know, um, sharpen each other um, along the way beyond university. And for me, that's been one of the things that I really appreciated about you, Hori. There was nothing of pretense in the friendship. Mm. That, um, you came as you were. I came as I am, and we are here now, and we continue. I mean, we don't speak as much, but I mean, when we do, it's genuine connection, and I really value that in friendship. Oh, <laughs> well, I can safely say I feel the same way too. Um, you've you've always been um with me at every point of my need. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm glad to have you as a friend. Um. Yeah, I can't wait to enjoy life with you, the new normal with you. You know, the old normal that as we used to is yeah um past now. Exactly. And I think um we now have the new normal to look forward to. Exactly. And one thing that happened, the big milestone that you just went through, it was your birthday a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. And how did that go? I know during birthday times you tend to reflect and look back and plan the way forward. How did that period look for look like for you considering the circumstances that we're in, pandemic and economic wise, career wise, school wise, all of that? Um, okay. So my birthday has always been um a trigger. It has triggered my anxiety because I've always I've always been one person who would like set up goals and say, listen, I in five years I see myself in point A, having this, doing that, and so on. So life has actually um just humbled me, <laughs> so to speak. Um I can safely say that the plans that I had, like um, five, ten years ago, some of them I've managed to take off and some I've, I haven't been able to achieve or I'm on my, my way to actually achieving them. So um, I don't know as if I can say as everyone else marks their um, milestones um, or achievement um, based on their, their milestones, their aging, their age rather in life. I did the same for myself. I told myself for a, by 25, I'll have a kid and then um, I'm going to be married and then, you know, have a stable job. And by 30, I'll probably be um, like moving up my career ladder, you know, owning property. Yo, yeah. So <laughs> my birthdays have thus... Um, become um, a triggering part of my life because for some of the goals that I've set myself, I've actually fallen short and I would just be like, oh my gosh, um, I'm I'm 30 and I haven't even bought my first house. I I don't even have my first car. Like, you know, now I I turned 31 a few weeks ago. Yeah. So, um, with my 31st, I actually had a different approach. 
because I had started this whole um, uh, transitioning rebirth, <laughs> just trying to figure out like who Tiho is again, because your life has just thrown me so many lemons and I, I kind of lost my way, you know? So, um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. this, um, my 31st birthday was just like, okay, you're turning 31 now. There's actually a lot to be grateful for. I mean, for a 31-year-old with the circumstances, you have actually done really well for yourself, you know. You went from um, um, job hunting and you took a risk of um, 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 starting up your own events company that didn't work out. And you went and did... Um, 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 you went and uh, partook in a literacy project um, that came to an end, and now you're back there again, in back to square one, starting something up again. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so instead of um, just dwelling on the things that I haven't achieved, I actually went back and just appreciated every milestone that I have achieved previously. Mm-hmm. And, and now, you know, my friend, that I've now just started a fitness journey as well yeah um it was also part of like my transitioning you know like when you starting up obviously you you you'll sing this thing this song yeah um creating a new mind new body you know everything yeah new everything Mm -hmm. so yeah so i i i now um started a spiritual journey and now that spiritual uh, maturity is also spilling over into other aspects of my life I've also decided to take good um, uh, better care of myself physically Mm. I've I've always been a fitness fanatic but just being lazy to do anything about it so I went to the gym and then that did not work out I then joined um have a life under my my gym trainer and it's been uphill from there so um what I like about this new part of my life is that I've actually chosen to surround myself with positive people that um that um pour into my um cup you know sometimes it's it's true with the adage that says that no man is an island like I've always taken that approach if I can always um, do things on my own I don't have to rely on anyone but now that I I see the importance of community and relying on people for a change because they don't have to be strong all the time you know yeah yeah so um, I'm I'm there now. <laughs> so it's it, it's quite a journey, and I've been seeing your post about exercising, good eating, and all of it. What was there a specific trigger or a circumstance that threw you into the fitness journey, or was it a natural progression from you know um trying to be in the hustle and um just taking care of yourself? Um, okay, I, I think it, it has been a combination of the two. Like, um, you know, with life, I got just thrust into the the, the happenings of um, of life. Yeah. Um, and then 
I wasn't coping. I was not doing well at all. I was in a very bad space mentally. I even lost weight, yeah. you know, from being in a very terrible, toxic work environment to things not working out, you know, and just having that anxiety about, like, where is my life going? Did I go to varsity just to end up being uh, unemployed? Um, you know? Yeah. Um, like why me mentality mm-hmm. and then um, like I got really sick and I actually got admitted into hospital oh, okay. and, I, and that was just like a, a wake up call and I could see I need to change things up because the way I was living life before was not actually going to keep me here <laughs> yeah. it is going to take me away from a lot of people that really care about me my son is also still young he needs me so I need to be strong for him too and I I could have decided okay um alcohol will be that outlet for me but I I was like no (laughs) you've got this so I was like let me find something that I can channel all this frustration into and also get the results that I want to uh, be proud of so for me fitness um as I said, has always been like the one thing that I could do and I know that I can excel in. So I started going to the gym and then everything else fell into place. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's amazing that you bring up the, the the subject of mental health when we know that it's a very critical topic in society today. And mm-hmm. as a person with a psychology background, um, do you think that you had tools to manage yourself or you just saw yourself um, just, you know, getting deeper into it because of circumstances? Like, was there a relation or a solution um, with regards to your studies and your situation and where you wanted to be? Um, yeah. There were, there were a couple of things that were not actually working out Mm. and you know like having a psychology background you also know um I mean you have these um you have a different perspective to someone who's just like a normal person or who does not have a background in psychology so you tend to approach things in a textbook kind of approach thinking ah no (laughs) it's just like things not working out I'm sure I'm gonna be fine you're like you got this you you affirm yourself you tell yourself I was um, beautifully and wonderfully made I'm a child of God you know (laughs) like you know just affirming these things to myself and just also like seeing myself from a different um from a different perspective and I think that's where it got deeper like it went like downhill because um I just from there on I just got tired of being strong you know sometimes people expect you to be strong because you're like wow you are too like nothing really gets to you you know and you have these people that look up to you and you tell yourself oh my gosh I can't disappoint these people I can't let them see I also like get these emotions you know Oh, like, even if it was a hard knock, you'll just take it as like, ah, I'll get over it. Tomorrow is a new day. Yeah. I think I went wrong in the, 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 the way I went wrong was not actually um, 
um, dealing with those emotions because I'll, I'll just like hit a brick or an obstacle and then just throw it at the back of my mind and move on, move on. So that built up, created some exhaustion, emotional exhaustion, I, I could say, where you just exhaust your 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 capacity to actually take on um, pressure, you know? Yeah. And that's where I think everything just started crumbling. I was like, yo, like I would just cry uncontrollably. Mm. Someone will just say something and then I'll just break down, not knowing Huri, there was something wrong, but like just, you know, Huri, you feel like you, you have this weight on your shoulders yeah. and the only way you can let it out is to just cry. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. at that time, where were you? Were you living alone or was there family or some sort of support that you could lean on in cases where you were vulnerable enough to lean on someone? Everything happened when I was home. Home is, you know, for us, when you, whenever you have challenges, is some is a place where you can say, okay, if I go there, I know definitely I'll get support. Mm. But even with that, I was also not honest and communicating my true feelings. Yeah, I was yeah. just giving this facade of being um, brave, having everything together, and being positive, and you know, like. Just not even showing any sign I'm struggling. Yeah. Yeah. So it was very difficult for my mom. She knows she 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 and I have a very um open relationship. I I I could talk to her about anything and everything, but I just did not feel comfortable to talk to her about these other things that were happening. Sure. Because she's she's also like um, you know how parents are, man. They're like, no, you must just pray. Everything will be okay. You know, it's life. You know, you must just like keep trying. Something will come up. And then at the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if only you knew like <laughs> what was going on in my mind. Like whatever you say now is not even getting in. It's just flying over my head. Yeah. So I can imagine um, just, you know, being in that headspace, but also being a mother, how did that affect your relationship with your son? Because he's very young as well. He couldn't understand what was going on. Mm. You know, (laughs) children, children, I think they sense, they sense these kind of energies. Um, my, My son started being reclusive and also very clingy like he will just want to be by my side just want to be held and because of the headspace that I was in I would just be impatient with him I would be rough like when I address him I'll just be impatient with him sure and and then put up a, fr- a front that I'm, I'm I'm okay with my mom and my siblings. But then when I get to my room, it's, that's where, like, I have to deal with my emotions. I would even, like, cry myself to sleep mm. on the worst days because I am not, I was not dealing. Sure. Yeah. Wow. And do you think that's um, something that came from yourself or you thought that people expected you to be strong yeah it's 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 kind of both 
it's it's the pressures of being um the eldest mm-hmm. you're sort of expected without anyone saying you're expected to like to lead everyone to set an example to be strong you know you you like even my mom i can be i can say my mom is a strong woman that's the like that's the example that she she has set for me i could even say that she's my role model yeah but like the reality of it all is that yes we are expected to be like that but are we truly like that yeah you know yeah that, that that's the million dollar question because i find that a lot of pressure that we put ourselves to is exactly that is what we think um is expected of us before we even communicate that to the next person you like no i need to be strong i need to have things together i need to you know make sure that i survive each day but this is all before you even talk to the next person before you open up and i feel like there needs to be a time when we are human enough because that's what we are we are human we can have you know our moments of lows and that mm-hmm. yeah and uh, again like i think it's kind of intentional but like this whole queen bee syndrome not in a very in a negative way but like you have yeah. to be strong nothing can ever put you down you know when when you wake up the devil must just shake you know yeah that kind of mentality it's not healthy it it's not be. healthy because when whenever you you have these emotions that you haven't expressed to anyone whenever you feel like you want to say something then the person will just say hey doing that is a sign of weakness you cannot be weak you have to be strong so yeah. imagine each and every day of your life you can't even express your true emotions because you don't want to be perceived as being weak yeah you sure. know yeah but also um do you think there's a role that culture and upbringing you know plays in how we perceive mental health and how we express ourselves during times when we're going through hard times of course i mean um for for example um i'll even touch on religion in 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 the bible there are many scriptures that quote or or, or say that whenever you feel downcast or weary you must just pray yeah and then in the black culture we have um this um um say that says musadu tarati pakafobo khali you know and then um um which other example can i use uh oh like culturally like for some weird reason um black women are just expected to be strong yeah yeah like you cannot break down as a black woman it's okay for a white lady to just break down and say i can't do this anymore mari when you get frowned upon as a black woman saying i cannot do this anymore it's like you're failing or you're a failure yeah 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 that's yeah. one of the things that you know end up in us keeping to ourselves because there are so many expectations even in the church you find preachings about you know um if you depressed you must pray or it's the devil or all of that mm-hmm. but not 
highlighting the importance of taking care of your mental health and going through the the, the necessary channels to to deal with it. Mm. Yeah. But how do you think we can do better to 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 manage it both as Christians and as black people? Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm 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 yet to find a, a, a an answer for that because I'm also going through a transition period. I'm busy unlayering. Like I think the first step is just accepting and acknowledging that okay, you know what? You don't have it together and you don't um owe anyone an explanation. Mm. You know, you don't have to be to someone what you are not to yourself. So it has to start with me. So I did see her, okay, the way this my life is going, the path that my life is taking is not really where I want to end up because I might just end up dead because of depression, you yeah. know. So I then, um, I then started going, like, I, I grew up in a household that believes in God. We go yeah. to church on Sundays, we pray. But um, I think spirituality... There's a difference between being religious, going to church to be seen on Sunday, and having yeah. the spiritual connection with God. So I can safely say that I'm a born-again Christian, and yes, Christians do also get depressed. <laughs> For people who think just because you're a child of God, you're always going to be um, having a spring in your step. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> you're first a human being. So... Yeah. Um, um, I, I felt that I needed to um, work on my relationship with God and work on my spirituality and also just change the my mindset. I think I've had a, a closed mindset in that my, my measure of success was just linear, you know, yeah. like just yeah. one way. This is the only way that you can become successful. And throughout this, um, journey like when where I am now like I think I've made a lot of progress in that I can say oh, like which battles to pick and which um, achievements to celebrate and um, also um, uplift and really draw on those that actually um, have made a difference in my life even this whole entire experience is as bad or as unfortunate and as scary as it has been. I think I've actually learned a lot about myself. And it's something that I wouldn't have learned if I had not gone through this. Yeah. And I just see, looking back, I can just see how naive I, I was. Mm. Sure. And, um, yeah, man. Sure. And... Mm. No, it sounds like you've been through quite a journey and you are right in terms of you having lived through those experiences to know and to be able to, you know, help someone or identify or relate, you know, um, better <clears throat> with situations like that. But in the mix of all these struggles that you've been through, I know you also went back to school. Um, can you just share a little bit about what made you go back to school and why you studied what you did um 
considering that you you had an academic background, a bachelor's and honors in psychology, and then you decided to 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 go to business school. Okay. Um. So. Um. I decided to go back to school in mid mid twenty seventeen, just after I had um. I like my relationship with my business partner just um fell through. So, um, it had always been at the back of my mind. The timing was just not it for me. Mm. So I just decided to pursue the business first and then um, do the, the schooling later. Okay. So um, when I, I I came back from Joburg in June 2017 from Joburg to back home. Yeah. And then um, I moved back home with my mom and my son. And she was like, ah, you can't just sit here at home <laughs> and doing nothing. You have to apply for something to do. And yeah, because I have um, a background in um, psychology, I, I actually did industrial psychology. Um, I, I thought of ways I could actually utilize that qualification. But you know this, I don't know if you know, sorry, but um, there's this thing, um, especially with um, modules, core modules of a course. Yeah. Like a course is, is, is made up of different units, study units, modules, right? Yeah. And a semester. So they keep changing every five years, right? Mm-hmm. So if you had applied to University of Zululand in 1980 for a BA, you're rest assured that the content has also changed. It's no longer the same. Yes. Right. Yeah. So um, I did a bit of research in that part and the requirements had also changed for completing, oh, for applying for a master's at birth and also in other institutions. So I was like, okay, I've also, I, I also struggled to get a job with my um, honors degree. So I then decided on pursuing a different um, um, course altogether. So I did um, a PDM. Okay. Um, What's a PDM? Yeah. Post management. Uh, postgraduate diploma. No, sorry. Postgraduate diploma in management. Oh, okay. And yeah. Do you think that um has packaged your qualifications in a better way or what's the benefit? Why did you even decide to do a PDM in the first place? So um, with the industrial psychology degree and honors, um, I struggled to get a job and the reasons were, or the, some of the reasons that were um, communicated to me was that they were looking for people with a BCom in industrial psych so I would actually have to complete a master's before I train as a registered psychologist okay you know so for those jobs I wasn't qualified and then for the um, HR admin jobs I also did not qualify because I did not have experience sure enough work experience so yeah I'm I'm in this between a rock and a hard place. I have commu- I have qualifications, but I don't have enough work experience. 
So what do I do? Wherever I look for a job, it's actually a job that's paying me less than um um less than what a person with my qualifications in the industry is paid. Yeah. So I then decided, okay, let me just do this um diploma in management then because it's in a different um what do they call it? Ooh, friend. <laughs> my brain is now on lockdown. In a different what? In a different field, in a different space. Yeah, in a different field, yes. Yeah. In a different field. Um, as you said, it's a business degree as compared to my human and social sciences. <laughs> um my previous human and social sciences um qualifications. So yes, and I think with that one, it has actually opened a few opportunities for me um, in business administration, in business development. Okay. Um, I've dabbled in those. Like, the problem is I do find jobs, but they're not, like, permanent positions. Oh, okay, I see. Open. So it's, it's, it's really, whew, yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah. So, and I hear that you refer to business quite a lot. Can you maybe just um, take us through your experience of starting a business and the challenges you experienced up until the you guys closed the business off and, you, you know, just how that journey was in terms of being entrepreneurial? Okay. Um, with regards to... Oh, yes, and then my experiences... Um, during my <laughs> my dabbling in event management also just inspired the career choice or the field choice. Okay, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I did business management to um, develop and hone skills that will enable me to be a better business practitioner going forward. Yeah. Um, uh, so the challenges. The challenges of starting a business, yeah. The challenges are many. Yeah. I think the one, the one, the 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 biggest challenge is just getting the required capital to start up. I always wonder how it's so easy for people to get loans for cars. Yeah. But they cannot get loans to invest in their business as a startup yeah. and you have so many red um red tapes to get through before you can actually really um get to a point whereby okay like people now take you seriously yeah. um and then the second part is working with people so as a, a as a <laughs> black female um and working with people, the challenges. Yeah. Because some people will just see you and they just think, okay, you'll just give it up for 10,000 10, rands, mm. you know. And then working with males again. So Just because yeah. you're being professional and you're being kind, now people want to engage in other different other types of relations altogether yeah sure um yeah and then there's also 
support from the people that are your friends, family, like your your immediate circle of friends, yeah. your nuclear family, and your community. Mm-hmm. It's your. Yeah. I think you you sometimes spend most of the time fighting with the people that you actually need for them to support you. So when when you get to a point where you're like, okay, now it's time to look outside, you're already exhausted. You're like, ah, yeah. if my own people did not believe in me, so what's the strange stranger going to trust or believe if I could not even convince the people that I wake up with every day, sure. you know? Sure. And uh, do, you, do um, you think that it's it has to do with culture? Because, I mean, even from high school choosing subjects and going to varsity we all have this mindset that when i graduate i need to find a job and therefore the culture to innovate and to you know be your own boss is not Mm. a consideration Mm. yeah yeah um yeah now i think my other challenge is we relocated. So some of the people that I, I know now are not the people that I knew back then. So oh. it's also, oh, it's the people that actually know my parents and they don't know me. Okay. You know? So it's, 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 it's difficult. Yeah. yeah. So. And um, I just wanted to get into this this issue that you 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 highlight in terms of being a woman, starting a business, and dealing with um men. Um, mm. we all know what's going on in the country with regards to gender based violence, to patriarchy, to femicide, and all of that. What's your position, um, as someone who's experience it in in a you know um business space you know what, what where are we as a country with regards to that yeah i think we're very far behind well there the are um policies that are written but the implementation part of it i think it's still lacking mm. And we also live in a very patriarchal society where men just have this um, thought process that they own women or women are supposed to be a certain way or behave a certain way. Yeah. If 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 you you give in to the advances, then you're easy. If you if you if you shut them out then you're just being stubborn or being stuck up yeah. and and you you get told sure. you know so yeah it's it's very difficult even like even when a person is genuine with their intentions you have this doubt at the back of your mind you're like mm, buena. the next thing you'll be telling me that you like me yeah Sure. And you know sometimes you work well with a person, eh? And then the only thing that just severs ties is the fact that you rejected this person. Yeah. And you're like, nah, I don't look at you that way. I just see you and I like making big moves and you know impacting people's lives, but I don't see you in that way. 
Yeah. So, but like, it sounds like we've got a long way to go and it almost seems like the system is designed in a way to, you know, put us at the foot um, mm. of progression. Do you think that's something that can be solved anytime soon? And if so, how do you think we can tackle these issues? I think that it's something that can be solved, yes, but I don't know when. And I think... Um, the media also plays a, a role in 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 certain um, instances where, um, you know, like a, a guy that portrays a, a very rough and tough um, persona, yeah. like this person is just hard. That's what celebrated. But uh, if a guy shows their emotions and they they are able to relate in a good way with women then they're also labeled a certain way. Yeah. So until we move past those like societal expectations or giving cultural expectations, because sometimes it's also a culture. Yeah. A culture of weak-minded men. Sure. You know, so, and these men are the people that we end up dating and we also um, just... How can I put this? Oh. It's like why you, you, you just you look down at yourself or you try to reduce your power so that you're able to make this person feel like and look like they are all that. Sure. <laughs> I don't know if you get it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. And it's, you know, part of our daily experiences that we need to... Mm behave in a certain way that validates their experience without, you know, tackling the issue from the root in terms of, you know, culture change, mind change, and just socializing boy children into, you know, being adults that are responsible, that value the life of a woman. um, Mm. So um, it it, it brings me to, to this whole thought that you as a mother to a son and a sister to to a boy and just you know being in this space how are you raising your son and are there things that you talk to like you talk about with your brother around just relating with women and how the society is currently oh definitely like my brother is the most gentle of souls (laughs) <laughs> my brother is not a fighter like he's never gotten into a street fight with anyone Yeah, and he keeps to himself the only company that he keeps are his friends from varsity and high school well they were fortunate enough to have gone to high school in this town so they were able to make friends now my friends are just all over the place <laughs> you know Um, and yeah like Whatever experience that I um I, I I encounter, I share with him. I would also like just share with him. Do you know what? If you want to be a responsible man, this is how you should treat a woman. Yeah. And um, these are this is what I expect from you as a as a as your sister and as a woman. And we also like do house chores together. Like when they are home. We wash windows together, curtains. He knows how to cook. He cleans the house. 
he babysits for me when I, I have stuff to do. Like there's there's actually no um boy thing at my house. Like yeah. if there's like weeds in the garden, then I take a shovel and then I tend to to it. If he sees that there are a lot of dishes in the sink, he washes them. Yeah. Like that's the way my mom has raised us. Yeah. And yeah. with regards to Radhi. Radhi loves his uncle, so he copies and mimics everything his uncle does. Um, (laughs) They're so close in that he even learned to use the potty through his uncle. Because I I, I tried to teach him in his uncle's absence, but I couldn't get it right. Yeah. So that's also helping because they're close. And my, my, my brother is a positive role model to my son. Yeah. And I also tried to Obviously, like parenting now and parenting in the previous millennium and over the decades have has evolved. So I've just looked at how my mom has done it and taken what I think will work for me and also just like um, tweak <laughs> here and there where I think, okay, now this is what I'll definitely do with my own child. So, wow. yeah. Wow. And just as a woman raising a boy, do you think um, the fact that you are a single mother and you were raised by a single mother just affects the quality of the parenting or other lessons that you can take to make sure that your son, you know, um, is supported in a way that that you will be confident that he can go out into the world? I think... um... Yeah, there there are two ways about that. Yes, um, my background being raised by a single mom also affects the way I parent, and it also affects in a certain, uh, to a certain extent, the way I relate with the males. Yeah. I think that's also why sometimes it's such a struggle. Like, <laughs> I I believe that, or, or like the power that I have is so. It's so precious, ne? Like you'd have to really blow my mind for me to open up myself to 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 you as a guy. Yeah. Like there's certain um there's a certain list of criteria that I use to just okay, this is the nonsense that I'm willing to work with and this can just fly. Yeah. And also being a mom, um you know, sometimes when they say that you, as a, like when you become a parent, you sometimes give birth to yourself. Like, I think my son has also taken my temperament. He, 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 he he's vocal. He shows his frustration innocently. Um, I, I don't even shut it down. Like when he cries, I don't say, Umatebe, or, you know, you're a crybaby or whatnot. I try to understand the way he's coming from as a child. And I I also like the fact that he's also like his his love language is like touch. He loves to cuddle. He loves to give hugs. Yeah, and he's just a warm person. Very bubbly and energetic. Yeah, I don't know if I've answered your question. Sorry. No, you have in, in, in your, you know, special way, um, you have answered the question. And just mm. um, in terms of just having walked the journey that you've walked, I know it was June 16th, the other day it was Youth Day. 
And mm. a lot of young people tend to look at their lives and measure it according to where they want it to be and where they are at the moment. And often, in often cases, they, that's not exactly, you know, a fit. What would you say to someone who's just, especially our, our peers, people who are 30 and above, who feel like mm. they wanted to be somewhere and they're not quite there and they're feeling frustrated by, you know, um, the seeming like it seems like they're not making progress in their lives what would you say to them hmm. my answer may because of corona COVID. <laughs> <laughs> i think my answer would have been totally different if we did not have corona yeah but like i'll just try to be general about it or should i give you a, <laughs> a before and current answer <laughs> I think okay. I think if 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 my honest answer, I think I would have still been beating myself up about yo. I'm 31. I'm still at home. I don't have a job. Life is so tough. Blah blah blah. Ne. But now, like the Corona um thing happened, and every one of us was affected. Yeah. So I think. Um, with this current topic, I think it has taken a bit of pressure from me to feel like, okay, uh, now, like, my life is stagnant and people are moving. Like, we were all stagnant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if a person will say, what did you do in 2020? How we were in quarantine. What did you expect me to do? <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, yeah. like... Um. Yes. Um. The quarantine has taken uh, a lot of pressure off, but it has also opened up a, a few opportunities. Like it just, it just prompted me to think and utilize that those uh, entrepreneurial skills and planning and management and my um human capital. You know those different modules that you study in um thingy. In, in the PDM, your operations management, your human resource, your um, um, financial reporting, your employee relations. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm using that now with me. I'm my own boss. I'm my own employee. I remunerate myself. Mm. I have to also look at how I uplift myself, you know. So, yeah, um, I, I would say to them, they must not dwell on what they can't do and rather see what um, opportunities arise in their current situation. Yeah. I've been fortunate enough to meet people that are, that are, uh, are ahead in their own journey. Like they've all been through what I'm going through right now. And it's easier for me to climb up this mountain of, um, I think, self-discovery, also um, unlayering the old me, shading off the old me, and just tapping into this new me. Yeah. So it helps to have people around you that will uplift you and will give you real advice. Not to say, Hore, when you ask, so how did you get successful? And they say, ah, I just worked hard. Yeah. No, they are real with you and tell you, yo, I went like many years without even having a job. Like yeah. when are you think you you've been looking for 
just a few months and you think it's tough now nah, i've stayed 10 whole years without an income i was living with my mom and they would complain blah 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 yeah. so like i think just um surround yourself with positive people who are able to pour in positive thoughts and inspire you and to build you up i mean you are nothing without mental health and fitness yeah your the way you perceive your world will actually affect the way you interact and your attitude towards life mm. so that's worked for me and um like i said i've been blessed with people who are who are um who are further along this journey. Some have a spiritual background. Some are just business-minded. And I also have this hustler um, attitude that I've just discovered in me. It was, I think it was there, but it was just dormant. Okay. So it just like, poof, yay, discovered (laughs) through this unlayering. So I'm also like, um, as you as I've shared, I've, I've joined Herbal Life, and it's the platform is also helping me to hone skills that I just thought were just ridiculous to have. Like now, I know how to pitch, I know how to do a sales pitch, I know how to do like a icebreaker with people that I don't know. Yeah. I'm managing my finances, reinvesting in myself and my 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 business doing fitness friend i'm now masquerading as a fitness coach imagine yo no we thank god (laughs) (laughs) and least the best you know in us because had we gone a different way you wouldn't have known that you are capable of all of this and look at you now um Mm. flourishing in the journey or the road you know that you didn't think you'd be on so it's interesting at the end of the day yeah, and I must say I'm really fortunate to have my mom. She's very supportive. She believes in my dreams, and I can see that she literally does want the best for me. So when I'm happy, she's also happy. My biggest cheerleader. Um, yeah. Yeah, she does not complain about her electricity. <laughs> <laughs> she does not make me pay rent. <laughs> she's my she's one of my my loyal clients in the business <laughs> and yo yeah like i'm really blessed Kuru, you know sometimes when you're going through life and you're like why me god like you have forgotten me but he just places the right people in your life to carry you and i really pray that god keeps her longer so that she can be able to see me become this awesome woman that she's raising or has raised exactly and it's all a journey and i believe that you know what Mm -hmm. it's all a testimony in the making that you didn't go what you went through in vain that it will show as a blessing and as a success in your life and you're gonna laugh about you know those days that you cried yourself to sleep Mm. and you know like god really has a sense of humor hey like when i was in joburg um hustling like i was in an office job but i was like a hustler (laughs) we were doing um tender documents and submitting them for 
discretionary grants. That's something of totally off topic, yeah. by the way. But it wasn't paying. So the money, my my salary was just basically covering rent and transport to work and back. I did not have any benefits like medical aid, uh, pension funds, you know, those things. And then our employers were like, what are you doing with all of those things? You're still young. Imagine. But after, like, once you have done the work, then they get those monies that uh, are are brought into the business. Then you just get paid peanuts. And you're like, is this why I went to university to be treated like a slave? And then you made the decision. You make the decision to go out there and see what better thing the world has to offer you. And then it doesn't work out. And then God just brings you back to the the bosom of your mother. <laughs> and that's exactly where you learn all of these things, like learning to be to be strong strong (laughs) learning to to just find yourself and I think here is just like just being back at home is like an opportunity for me to just um recollect myself it's it's a transit point for me right now like I'm about to get onto the whole train go to Artambo and fly that's what I mean Thank you, and thank you, and thank you. It was a wonderful, you know, empowering conversation that we had, and I know that um, it's going to help someone. Um, one day we'll do a check-in again and for the great things that you will have done from now on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I look forward to that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And so forth, and all the prayers. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to this episode on starting over and rebirth on the coffee date. I'm your host, Balesa. Until next time, goodbye.